Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Giselle's hosting skills suck. We are standing around in a circle doing absolutely nothing. I just think she wants to talk about her literary award. There's some food coming. I'm so hungry. All right. I wish she had Skype me. I can save the gas. The Grand Dame herself, Karen Huger, continues to do flawless confessional work. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We've got lots of Real Housewives of Potomac stuff we need to chat about. First, uh, we didn't recap the episode last week, but there are a couple scenes I want to talk about that I haven't been able to stop thinking about uh, in the week since. Also, in real time in the news, Ashley revealed that she's having another baby with Michael. Ashley's having a second child with this Michael character. She's pregnant again. <sighs> she's having another baby with Michael. <sighs> Anyway, last week, we were still at Monique's lake house, and there's just two quick scenes I want to mention. First, there was that scene with the big bug, the wasp, in the house. And Candace and Ashley, they got a spray. They were being uh, attacked by this wasp on the upper level. And so Candace gets a spray bottle of something. I don't know if it was bug spray or hairspray or whatever. But so she sprays the wasp, and they were all scared of it, as we all are, right? I don't like a big bug. But she sprays it, but she doesn't get it all the way. It just sprays it enough so that it falls to the lower level where Giselle and company were hanging out. (laughs) Everyone was so scared, and it was making me laugh. And it was funny, like, the wasp was just sort of shaking on the lower level. And then Karen just comes with the Manolo and just smashes it. She's like, that's that's what a Manolo's for. I don't know what she said, but um, she just got it. And it was truly the best comedy because then it kept heightening, right? That's the success for comedy, I think they say. It's like, you got to keep heightening. And so they're all scared of this bug. And then when they're all finally relaxing, they're breathing a sigh of relief. Suddenly, Monique exits the room with the bird on her shoulder. And they're all like, what? <laughs> they're all just being attacked by these animals in this lake house. And it was just all so funny. Candace, at one point in her confessional, said, killer bees, fake-ass Monique, and her bird. Like, <laughs> just so many, so much animal work. And it was just making me laugh. I loved it so, so much. And speaking of laughs, there was that other scene where after that, uh, some of the women got drunk in Monique's basement, I believe, or at the bar. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Being grown at 56, when you marry a powerfully successful man, let me do it again so you get it right. When you marry a powerfully successful man, let's be very clear. When you do business, be legitimate. That's right. And Ray, she put burdens on me that I don't need to have. And it is... Wearing on our marriage, you know, I, I held him down. I put half my money behind him to save us after the tax issues. I didn't know uh, that some of the tax matters were accumulating like they did. Girl, I want my money back. I need a return. <laughs> but I need a return. First of all, I love that she couldn't even get the words out. She's when you marry successful. Oh, oh, let me do it again. Let me start over. 
And that was when she edited herself. She went back to one, and she decided to just give her lines again. <laughs> Speaking as if she had a whole jar of peanut butter in her mouth. When you marry a successful woman or man, or when you just, when you marry someone, you just get them put them in tax issues and the things I don't have to do. <laughs> it was like a slowed down version of our Dorinda drunk. When you marry a powerfully successful man, let me do it again so you get it right. At first it said a counter of shots on the screen. It said like five shots. And I was thinking, how could they have done five shots? That's a lot. Karen Huger did five shots of fireball. You'd be wasted hammered. And she was wasted hammered. Uh, But I don't know how they function the next day. But Karen was so drunk, she was slurring her words. She said, I don't have an old vagina. My shit is moist. The word moist, you guys. I think we can all agree it's a disgusting word. I also, I hate the word moist. uh, And I hate the word peen. I even I don't even want to say that. I hate that word. Ugh, it makes me my skin crawl. The word peen. Just say dick. Just say dick. Don't say the word peen. Ugh, makes me so uncomfortable. But moist is right on up there. It's right at the top of that list. And <clears throat> yeah, she was just talking about Ray. She said he puts a burden on me. It was sad. It was sad. And at a certain point, she said, "I don't want to have deep conversations. I just want to have shots." Maybe it was Monique or someone else that said that, but. Uh, the shot counter on the screen then said nine shots total. They did nine shots total, and then they were all functioning the next day, which was shocking to me. Shocking. Uh, anyway, uh, that was last week's episode. We're, we've been ending every single week on it to be continued, and I would just like to say, I know we mentioned this before, but let's stop doing that. We don't need to do it to be continued on every episode. Let's use it sparingly. Also, you know, I mentioned T'Challa, and I was very hard on the bird early on in the season. The first episode, I said something along the lines of bird people are weird. And now I'm watching this show and I'm thinking, I need to get a pet bird. I've totally done a 180. And that just goes to show you how we change on a dime on these shows. But I'm literally like looking into bird pet. You know, I'm, I'm search pet finder for a bird. So that might happen. I'm going to have a bird pretty soon. One of these days, maybe. I don't know. Matt tells me I can't get a bird, but. You know, I was on Pet Finder looking for birds, is what I'm trying to say. So, who among us? I'm sure you've all done it, too. Pretty soon, you're all going to be searching Pet Finder for a bird after watching this Housewives of Potomac, because that bird's a star. Anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, we got to get into this week's episode of the podcast, but or of the uh, Real Housewives of Potomac. But before we do, I want to mention something about this podcast. Uh, the Real Housewives of New York and Beverly Hills have come to an end. I think we have one more reunion episode for New York. And so the podcast is going to change a little bit because I'm going to be moving the Potomac recaps. So I don't know if it's going to be happening uh, next week or the week after. Stay tuned. But I'm going to be combining the Housewife recaps. So Potomac will be combined with, I believe, Orange County is our next franchise, which I'm sort of on the fence about recapping, but we're going to start. Uh, so the, they will be combined. So the, they'll be on the Thursday episode, if that makes sense. So they will be later in the week. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to be the next week or the week after, but I just want to prep everyone that it won't be coming out for Potomac right after the episode airs. Does that make sense? So I apologize. I just want to mention it so people don't yell at me, although I know people will yell at me regardless. You know, People always find something to complain about. Uh, but we're going to continue with our Potomac recaps. They're just going to be later in the week because uh, I got to combine them. And then we'll still have our celebrity interview episodes. This week, or last week, we had 
uh, the Pen15 women. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen. Pen15 is just the best show. So I hope you guys enjoy that. And I have some other really fun, exciting guests coming on the podcast that I can't wait for you guys to hear. But uh, just mention that. And uh, also just subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. And you'll get all the new episodes there. I'm doing my best. So with all that said, let's get into this week's Real Housewives of Potomac. Now, we've talked about graphic design, graphic arts, and this episode opens with like some fast-forward rewind. Like They're showing us all these graphics on screen and really taking us through a time travel. I feel like I'm watching Back to the Future at certain points during uh, The Real Houses of Potomac because it's like a fast-forward, then rewind, and I don't know where in space and time we are. I'm trying to get my footing because they just keep changing it around and showing us one scene from the end of the episode or two weeks ago, and then they go backwards, and then they go forward and to the end of the season. It's like, let's just slow it down, and maybe we need to just be more linear, right? I'm just a suggestion for the Bravo editors. I know they're, they do a great job. And particularly with this season, they've really been playing around with stuff. Uh, but maybe just do a little bit more linear so I could follow it more easily. I mean, I take notes during these episodes. I can't imagine what, I don't know, someone else is doing watching this episode if they're able to follow all the time changes. You know, it's a lot. Uh, We open, though, with Candace singing. So she's remixing her love song, she says. And she says, go-go music is a staple of DC with, she's adding cowbell or something. When she said the cowbell, all I could think about was SNL. Remember that more cowbell sketch? More cowbell. That's a terrible impression. Ignore that. But she is not as fun to watch in the studio. Normally, I love watching a housewife sing in a recording booth. You know, I love when Luann's like, see these? Money doesn't grow on trees. And I love when she's singing in the booth. Uh, But Candace is actually just a genuinely okay singer. So it's not as fun because she seemed sort of talented. And so I thought, what are we doing here? It's not as fun. Like, I want to see someone bad. Remember, I think it was the first housewife ever to go in a recording booth, Kim Zolciak. When she was doing the tight, remember she was like tightrope, and she was the worst singer I'd ever heard in my life, and I've never felt happiness or joy uh, quite like that ever since because that was magic. And so seeing Candace have an okay voice in the recording booth, I'm not saying she's Barbara Streisand, I'm not saying she's Beyonce, but she definitely has some sort of vocal ability, you know. And so that's why it's not as fun uh, in the recording booth, but. She leaves, and she does tell Chris that she's officially settled on being done done with Monique. And it made me laugh, because it was like, oh, I'm done with, I realized I'm done with Monique after I took the cast trip at her house. You know, like, she, I think she was done with Monique before that, but she had to get on that cast trip to Monique's house. So she put her morals aside and went on that cast trip. And then she got back, and she's like, no, no, I'm done done. (laughs) It's funny. Uh, So then... We have Michael and Ashley Darby, which in last week's episode, we got more information about the Michael situation. He was at MGM with some strippers, and then this article came out, and everyone texted Ashley this article, and she says that she didn't, she didn't see any of this stuff online until people texted her, which was like seven hours later. The timeline of all of this was very bizarre to me, and I have some strong feelings about this. Uh, but he met a girl at a strip club, and the guys brought the girls back. And then Michael uh, let the girls sleep in the room. Apparently, they made out in a cab or something. And then Michael said he was so drunk that he fell asleep, which is total lies. I'm sorry. I believe that to be lies. And I believe him also to be a trash bag. But 
Uh, that's neither here nor there. The point is, he does tell her this story. And then Ashley, they're at dinner, and Ashley says she had a girl that she liked that they brought into the marriage or brought into the bedroom, something along those lines. And look, I'm, we're very sex positive here. I think any relationship to, should decide what they want to do in terms of sex and the rules of your relationship. I don't think every one relationship is the same, and it shouldn't be. Everyone has their own rules. My problem is I do feel like they're lying to us about their rules, and their their rules have become a storyline on this reality show. And I don't believe that this is just a one-time thing where like they just brought in one girl. That's my opinion. I think they probably brought in way more people. I think their rules are very different, but I don't think they want to talk about their rules on camera, which I get. But then maybe like don't be on the reality show. Like if you don't want to go into the details and if if these details are being made a storyline on the show, it's kind of hard. I don't know. I just feel like they're lying to us. I don't feel like it's truthful. That's all. And then Michael, they're revealing this stuff, and Michael finally calls the producer over and he says, Can we cut now, please? And James, the producer, comes on, and he's just trying to pacify these people. You know, I love seeing the producers now. Are you noticing this more and more? We're seeing the producers. And I don't know if you heard of that Tamar show, but I caught uh, Tamar Braxton has a new show on WeTV. And there's full producers on, or I just saw a little clip of it, but producers are now doing confessionals on that show, and they're doing that on Teen Mom. And the genre is just, in general, really opening up. And so, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. But James comes on. And that's what I believe to be like sort of the smoking gun is because he was saying, look, we talked enough about this, Michael Darby was saying. We talked about it. Now I don't want to talk about it anymore. And so I feel like he was saying, I gave you guys enough. I'm not going to give you any more. And I don't know. I don't, bu- I don't buy any of it. I just feel like someone's lying. I'm not even exactly sure who or what or what their uh, specifics are that they're lying about, but they're lying. That's what I believe. And I don't like this Michael. I want Ashley to be happy with some other man. I feel like he maybe is manipulative with her. And some of the things we've seen him say to her this season are just disgusting. And now she's having another baby with him. I don't know. It's making me upset. I'm sorry. So then, speaking of upset, then we cut to the Not For Lazy Moms podcast office space, which, oh, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. So Monique is meeting with some of the people that she works on this podcast with, including. Uh, co-host, and they're talking about a live show. They've apparently sold 20 tickets out of 300 to a live show. And at uh, first, Monique says she believes there's 80,000 in terms of overhead. And I'm no mathematician, but I don't even compute this. And I was shocked when she said 80K. I was like, what? $80,000 you put into this podcast overhead? I didn't understand. I host myself and produce a podcast. And again, I'm no mathematician. I'm no beautiful mind, but as I was watching this, I was literally sitting with a chalkboard in front of me like Russell Crowe and just doing some math work. And then later in the episode, it was revealed that she had actually put in $200,000 into this podcast. And I was like, what? How does this happen? Now, look, I want to break this down for you guys, just because I think it's important. Now, I host a podcast, and luckily, you guys have shared the show, and everyone's been so wonderful. And I just want to say, I've never put not one dime into advertising this podcast, not one penny, not a cent. And she has a large social media following, so I don't understand the advertising. I would think that she shouldn't have to put in a cent either, because she started off her show with a likely a bigger social media following than I did. And so I don't know if it's these other people that are really bamboozling her into spending more money. In this meeting, the co-host said something about, 
uh, about Chris, Monique's husband, going to the banker or the finance guy. And she said, I don't think Chris should go, or I don't want anyone to know how much money was spent on the show. And I was like, somebody sound the alarms because this woman doesn't want anyone to know how much money is being spent. But is she the one bamboozling all of them, the co-host? Or is it the producers? Why are there so many people involved in this podcast? And furthermore, $200,000, let me tell you something, equipment does not cost that much. I know maybe she's doing it in some office space, so she's got to pay for that, but that's not necessary. I'm literally sitting on my bed right now. People come when they record, they come to my kitchen or we do it on Zoom. And my equipment was maybe $300 on Amazon. I think that's what this Zoom, what what you're hearing my audio come out of was from Amazon. And other than that, I, I haven't spent any money. Everyone does it differently. Again, to host a podcast, when you, by hosting, I mean putting it up on a website. If you don't have a network, or uh, or anything like that. It's usually like $15 a month to host a podcast on the internet. So I just don't understand the math work here. Like, what's going on? And then there was like something about the flyers for the live show. And I don't know that you, you need to do any flyer work for a live show. I think you just post it on social media. I don't know. It was all very confusing to me. I didn't understand. And I'm worried that these people are bamboozling Monique. Because $200,000, you guys. What? And speaking about sounding the alarms, I know I just mentioned that. The next scene is Giselle at an interior design store, and I thought, we need to get get her a gay there, because Giselle at an interior design store, like, that's not something that should happen. And then Robin showed up, but I'm just like, we need to get somebody else in here, because we've all seen the inside of Giselle's house. I'm sorry to say it, but it's shocking, is what it is. And look, I'm no designer. I'm no interior designer. I I hop on over to Home Goods and I pick out some stuff and then I put it in my home. So I'm no expert. I'm a little bit of an expert though. I do know how to I do know my way around a tablescape, but that's neither here nor there. The point is and that Giselle really needed some experts here to help her out because some of those interior designs that she has in her house. Ooh, and then she had the guitar purse. I just think she needs to get a gay or gotta get a gay. Gotta get a gay. Um but I don't know, Giselle and Robin talk. Giselle's going to be doing this wine night, so they talk about that. Oh, do you guys see Giselle's going to be in a new show? So Bravo has a show called Bravo's Chat Room, I believe it's called. And it's going to be like a view-like show with some Bravo celebrities. It's going to be Hannah Burner from Summer House, uh, Portia from Atlanta, Giselle from Potomac, and then who was the other? Someone else, too. I'm missing someone. But they're going to be doing, like, oh, Kate Chastain, of course. Kate is going to be great on it. Uh, but they're doing this Bravo chat room, and it's going to be like The View. It's six weeks. It's going to be airing after Watch What Happens Live. Uh, I'm excited to watch it. I think that's a great idea for the show, uh, for a show. And it'll be interesting to see. So that's coming soon, I think. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to 
re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. Anyway, then we have a scene with Wendy at a dojo. And you guys, the dojo, I've been in a very dojo space for a while because I've been binging Cobra Kai on Netflix. Anyone watch it? Cobra Kai on Netflix. It's like a continuation of The Karate Kid. And it's excellent. It's like good for kids, but it's also great for adults if you love the Karate Kid show. I loved it. I binged it all. But I've been really in a dojo state. So seeing it in my housewives appear, I was like, ooh, I got excited. Shivers. And then as if I wasn't excited enough, the son, Wendy's son, says that he's there for Power Ranger training. And it was, it came to me, this moment in the episode came to me when I really needed a sense of relief because so much has been happening in our world. This weekend in particular, I feel like we've all been in a little bit of a catatonic state. We lost Queen Icon legend Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And so it's been a tough weekend. And I feel like I've been in a little bit of a funk. And so hearing this child say that he was there for Power Ranger training, it was just like a good reminder in a weird way of like, okay, some things never change. Power Rangers is still around. There's still youths that want to be a Power Ranger because I, as a youth, wanted to be a Power Ranger so bad, I watched it. Of course, I wanted to be Kimberly the Pink Ranger, but uh, that wasn't going to happen. And then I lusted after the other ones as a child, uh, the men, or the young men on that show. And I was obsessed. I was obsessed with Power Rangers. I had the Dragon Zords. I had the... Uh, remember when Tommy the Green Ranger turned into the Tommy the White Ranger, and then he had the new Zord, and I was obsessed with it all. The movie, when the movie came out in 1995, the first one, not the new, the new one was great too, by the way, but when the first Power Ranger movie came out, I remember my brother took me, we went to McDonald's before, and I got the, the Morpher that they had with the Happy Meal, and it was the happiest I'd ever been in my life. And so just hearing him say the word Power Ranger inside of a dojo, it just made me feel at peace in a way that I hadn't all weekend. And so I just thank this young man. Uh, and Wendy, Wendy, our new housewife. I'm loving Wendy. Ah, love her. Love more Wendy. I'm loving Wendy. I really feel like she's a good addition. I do. 
But it was funny when she was watching at the dojo, she was watching the teacher kind of roughhouse with her young child, and she was so funny. She's like, I'm about to go, you know, take him out of this class, because he was just kind of roughhousing a little bit, and I feel like that's how I'd be as a parent, too, which is, it just made me laugh. And the husband, too, Wendy's husband, I find him very attractive. Very attractive. I don't even know what they were talking Oh, they were talking about, uh, she's a child of immigrants, and she was saying that she's not sure about what she wants to do in her career, if she wants to go back to teaching. I just, I'm very interested in Wendy, but I was very distracted by her husband's looks because I find him a, 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 very cute. So then uh, Monique and Chris, they're walking and he's asking about Not for Lazy Moms and how it's doing. And he tells her to cut back. And this is where it was revealed that she was spending close to 200000 on startup costs. And she asks for his support. But this was one time that I was very firmly on Chris's side because I was thinking $200,000 is not okay. And and to want to throw in more money. And Monique's pissed because Candace dropped out of the podcast, the live show, and so she has to pay a graphic designer and get new flyers. Again, I say, why do you need flyers? And Candace uh, was pissed. The whole reason she dropped out of the podcast was because Monique pretended to be asleep and didn't say bye. Very, uh, I feel like something else has had to have happened. I know they've had a fraught past, but I also feel like something else has had to have happened between the two of them. And it couldn't have just been that Monique was sleeping on the couch when Candace left, because I genuinely think that Monique was asleep. You know, we saw that scene when Candace said goodbye. I genuinely believe that Monique was asleep. That's what I believe. It didn't look like she was pretend sleeping, because I think if she was pretend sleeping, she would have done it prettier on camera. You know, like, she was kind of like just laid back in a weird position on that couch. And so I think she, I don't think it was pretend. I don't, maybe I'm being naive. But Candace is pissed about it, so she backed out of the podcast. But uh, they got to do the new flyers, apparently. I wonder what that graphic designer's paying them or charging them for the flyers. It's got to be a lot. 200K. All these people must be charging a lot of monies. Lots of monies. Uh, So then we have a scene with Robin and her parents. They apparently treat Juan like a child because his parents passed early and she wants to go to therapy with Juan. I don't know, I'm sort of bored by that scene. Next, we see Ashley shopping with her mom, with baby Dean, and her sister, Jessica. Jessica's going to homecoming. She's going stag. And I was cheering through the TV. I was saying, you go, girl. You know, I always, I like when people go stag. It's okay to do. Kids, if you're out there listening, I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast, but it's okay to go stag. You know, take that from me. Uh, and I was, so I was proud of this girl. But they go to the store. She's looking for a homecoming dress. And I'm sorry, a lot of the fashions we were being shown did not look like something for a 15-year-old girl. Every dress they'd show, I was like, what is, hap- what is that dress? It looked like something for a Karen Huger. It didn't look like something for a 15-year-old going to homecoming dance. What was happening here? And I think Ashley it was a friend of the shop owner. But nothing in that store looked like it was for a 15-year-old girl. The best dress at the very end... I guess sort of look like maybe it could be fashioned into a homecoming dress, but I'm sorry, nothing else there. Look, it was like they were, I don't know, those dresses were for old ladies. Somebody had to say it. They're for old ladies. For old ladies. So then, oh, also the mom, Ashley's mom was sort of yelling at Ashley about Michael. And Ashley says she's not afraid to leave him. She said, I left him before. There's just so many red flags with this Michael. At this point, I don't even know if they're red flags. The flags are on fire. uh, The flags are on fire because they're redder than fire. They're in hell. 
and she needs to get out of this relationship. I'm sorry. I know she's having a bebe, but I don't know. This Michael's the worst. And everyone is telling her, like, what the fuck are you doing? And Ashley's like, well, we're together. And uh, that's what leads me to believe that they have some other understanding that they're not revealing to us. Because what other rational human being would stay in a relationship with this man? No one. Although I do know people are manipulative. Men can manipulate. Anyone can, but men can be very manipulative. And maybe he's manipulating her. I don't know. But I don't like it, and I want her to get out of it. I want her to get out. But, you know, I wish the best for the children. I want the best for the children. Uh, <laughs> no, it just popped in my head. I don't know if you guys have seen this. We're going to go on a little, not a full detour, but a little mini detour. Have you guys seen the new Kathy Lee Gifford? She has a new movie coming out. It's like a rom-com. And with the trailer, there was like a new song that came out. You guys know I love that everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. Well, now she has a new ballad out with this other man. And one of the lyrics is, What is life but a movie? <laughs> and it's been stuck in my head. I'm not even kidding you. For like two weeks straight, like every time somebody says any- anything to me, I'm like, What is life but a movie? What is life but a movie? You film one frame at a time. From the ways that you grow to the places you go, from the meadows you cross to, to the, the mountains, mountains you climb. It's like very dramatic. And I know I'm going to annoy you guys because I'm going to probably play that sound clip in the podcast a hundred times, but I can't help it. I love it. And, you know, in the podcast, I often play the clip of Kathy Lee Gifford singing Everyone Has a Story, and people genuinely get mad. They write me letters and DMs and stuff saying, like, stop playing that song. And, <laughs> and every time I put it into an episode, I just laugh to myself. And I know it probably annoys a lot of people, but I don't give a shit. It makes me laugh. You know, sometimes you got to do some stuff for you, you know? Got to do it for you. Everyone has a story. So then uh, we see Giselle's winery party. It's at a very cute barn. Giselle shows up in a Gucci hat. G-U-C-C-Y. And I don't know, was that like the actual brand Gucci trying to be cute? Or was just Giselle to just buy this from a thrift shop? I'm not sure. Unclear. Um, But it wasn't the nicest hat. But you know who was doing good hat work was Wendy. She showed up in a, a big red hat, like a sexy Carmen Sandiego, with a Gucci top, actual Gucci. And I loved that style. But maybe Giselle's hat was like designer or something. What do I know? I don't know. Uh, but Giselle's been on this whole thing about the book. You know, last week she won the literary award, and now this winery barn party is like to celebrate the literary award that she won. And Monique pointed out that she's doing well with a book about her cheating ex-husband, who now she is dating. And that is sort of fucked up. Like, she is accepting awards about this book, about getting out of this relationship, who she's now dating this man. It's like pretty fucking crazy. (laughs) It's pretty crazy. Uh, But she is having this barn party for that. And look, Karen shows up, and all the women are just sort of standing around, like nothing's really happening. And that's when Giselle said in her confessional that, uh, or when Karen said in the confessional, Giselle's hosting skills suck. (laughs) She said, I wish she would have Skyped me, could have saved the gas. Uh, And then when Ashley arrives, that's when Ashley reveals that she might be pregnant. So I don't know if this was... The timeline seems off. I don't know if she was actually pregnant here because she just announced in the press that she was pregnant. So I don't know. It was confusing to me. But all the women just sort of stare at her. Like, 
they're all thinking in their head. I think we could all imagine what they're thinking in their heads. Like they're all, I think they were all doing that sounding the alarm noise. Like, Uh, but then Ashley, it's talking about Michael. She said, my marriage has always had its own identity. And she says, we've been with other people before. She said, for instance, at the David Guetta concert, and Monique just very casually, like without any sort of, I don't think there was any sort of motive behind her, but she did just say, oh, it was two guys. Like she just assumed that it was two guys because I think there's been allegations of Michael on the grind, on Grinder, not on the Grinder. <laughs> it's done like an old lady. Uh, there's been allegations of Michael on the grinder, and then also uh, there was like the grabbing the camera guy's butt or something. And so Monique just assumed it was two guys, and Ashley's like, no, it was two girls. And look, I don't know. I still think they're all lying. I think all the other women just accepted it, too. You saw in their faces, they were like, okay, like they just want to move on. And because we've been through this storyline before. It's just happened too many times, and now I think we're all over it. Uh, but then the fight starts, the fight between Candace and Monique. And it started off with Candace raising a glass and cheersing with a knife. You know, she was clinking the knife to the glass. And she said, I love you all. And Wendy's face when she saw that knife, like Wendy wasn't even around for that knife fight last week or last season. It wasn't a fight, but you know, Candace had the knife and she was kicking people out of the house. Um, but Wendy's face was saying like, get that knife out of your hand. And then the fight broke out, and it was like, Candace said, she pretends to be asleep, and then Monique's like, I'm always woke. And she said, "Uh, you wouldn't understand because you don't have kids. You're not a mom. And then Candace is like, your mom shaming me. It was all very confusing, and I feel like they were just yelling out things that they've heard in the news or they've heard on social media or something. It was like, your mom shaming me. I'm always woke. You're not a mom. And it was like, no one even knew what they were saying. And I, those are my favorite types of Real Housewives fights when everyone's just sort of seeing red and they don't know what they're saying. They just throw out words. They throw out popular phrases like mom shaming uh, or woke. And it made me laugh. Ashley runs to the bathroom. And the whole thing is really about Monique being upset that Therese has brought in these rumors about the trainer. And it's everyone in their confessionals say that Monique just doesn't want to talk about the relationship stuff because uh, she was hooking up with the trainer or something. And it's Giselle in the confessional who really keeps hitting this at home because Sharice isn't on the show. Sharice hasn't been on the show for a while now. And so it's really Giselle who's the one talking about it. So I actually think in my head that Monique should be more mad at Giselle. And I wonder if in real life they are in a fight because it seems to me that Giselle's the one who keeps bringing this stuff up on camera and in the confessional. So I'm sure Monique's not happy about that, but she's really placing all of the anger on Candace. And I know those two have had a lot of history together, but uh, they just start fighting. And then other people in the winery are watching in shock, which is always fun to see the close-ups of the patrons' faces. And then they're like, kind of like brushing each other's hair as they're getting into each other's faces, which that made me laugh because they're getting so close to each other, Monique and Candace. And Candace said her signature line of like, drag me. You want to drag me? I remember last season when uh, Monique was pregnant, Candace kept saying, drag me, Monique. (laughs) But so they're yelling this at each other's faces and then they're just tousling each other's hair. They were tousling it like as if they were, I don't know, giving some volume to each other's hair. It wasn't very intimidating to me. And then the episode ends. 
Uh, and we don't, we don't even know what happens next week. Uh, at least in my episode, I didn't see scenes from next week. I didn't, I don't know if you guys did. In the screener, it didn't show scenes from next week. So I don't know what happens next week. I'm excited to find out. I'm on the edge of my seat. This is the one episode this season that should have said to be continued. This is the one that I would have liked it to be continued. Uh, but they did give it to us this episode. It's just, it feels like they've been doing it too many other times. Also, there wasn't enough Karen Huger for me in this episode. That's my other complaint. Otherwise, flawless episode. Flawless Housewives work. Again, I don't know why people wouldn't be watching Potomac, because it's truly the best franchise on television. And the ratings, I'm sorry to say, are not that great. They're so low compared to the other franchises. They're doing better every week, and they're growing, and and that's great. But the fact is, you guys need to be watching this show. I'm disgusted by the fact that you're not watching it. So please tune in. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably watch it. Uh, but, you know, I can, I see you. I see you guys not watching it, and I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy. Uh, so that's the episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. If you want to support the podcast, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash everythingiconic. If you want to shop at the store, if you want to do some online shopping, go to everythingiconic.store. You can get all that stuff. Now let's do our little cool down. Let's just take a moment to breathe. So I'll take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. And let's take one more deep breath in. And hold it. And breathe out guys. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. I hope everyone has a good week, and uh, love you all. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 